joined now by the head coach of the Oregon Ducks. He's Mario Cristobal with us here on the Zone Sports Network. Coach, how are you doing? Thanks for a few minutes. Well, thank you for having me. Doing great. You know, a lot of energy, a lot of juice here this morning. And uh, good to finally be doing stuff in person again. So thank you for having me. I did not know that former offensive linemen can be so that, that nimble in ping pong. How about that, huh? <laughs> that forehand. You know, that was yeah, fierce. Well, uh, that's a result of, of, of skipping school in the fourth grade and then getting absolutely a terrible day with my parents when they found that I was playing ping pong and getting good at it. So There you go. Uh, tell us, Coach, uh, broad picture. Tell us about uh, this year's squad and what do you expect? Just expect a really hungry and physical football team that um, is coming off of what we feel is our best offseason with a lot to prove. You know, we, uh, we're we young, but we do have experience at several – we don't have deep experience. We have good depth, but we have a senior-laden team at a, a pretty good amount of positions. Then we have youth at about, in fact, 75, almost 80% of our team is in their third year or less in our program. So um, love the hunger, love the unity of this football team, love the fact that we have shown we can make explosive plays and we could prevent them as well. I love the fact we could be physical up front, you know, and we could go through guys and around them. But all in all, there's lots of work to do, you know. But we've prepared ourselves to have a very physical and demanding camp, and we'll get a lot of those questions answered here in the coming month. Safe to say that one of the bigger questions is who's going to be the starting quarterback? Well, in terms of the word question, we feel confident in what the result there is going to be. I think it's a question to the outside world because they haven't seen us practice aside from the spring game, right? So I feel confident in the following things that Coach Moorhead now has been with us for over a year. And in year one, never really had a chance to implement his system, not completely, and not to his liking, to his, I would say, expectation. Or he never had the chance to work with these quarterbacks because this, this offense is a quarterback-driven offense, you know. So I feel that Anthony Brown's experience and what he has done in practice has made him the leader for this position right now. He is a starter going into the fall. But we also have some really young, talented guys that merit the opportunity to compete, and they're going to compete, and they're going to get their opportunity to try to win that job as well. So I think it would be an injustice to Anthony, to the football team, if we didn't play it out that way. He deserves to be the starter going in, but we're going to make sure that we amp up the competition. We had a chance to talk to uh, to Kayvon Thibodeau a little bit uh, earlier, and uh, what a what a – cool dude i mean for lack of a better term but can you you've had a lot of special players come through your program and certainly high profile guys that, that have gone on to have success in the next level talk about him from that perspective how good could he be well i mean sky's the limit for him and i think the best part about it he has all that ability but he also you know they call it five-star ability he also has five-star work ethic and we're going to be as good as he pushes himself and pushes those around him and he knows that, understands it, has fully digested it, and has implemented that in his actions. He leads by example. He works hard. He knows we have a great opportunity. We have a really talented football team. And it's going to take the leaders of this football team to get the most out of it. He's taken on that role. He's embraced it. He's attacked it. And so far, the results have been really good. Just so you know, PK tried to bait him into talking about himself a bunch, and he wouldn't do it. He was all about the team. He said team and leadership. He, he had those right answers. Yeah, I mean, he's awesome. I yeah. mean, I, he's crazy, but at the college level, he reminds me of Lawrence Taylor, you know. <laughs> he's just a stud. Uh, uh, there's no doubt about it. But I can argue collectively your best group on defense is your linebackers. Could be. You know, could be. I think uh, 
those guys really jump out, and they jumped out in the spring game as well. You saw probably a, a more physical brand, right? You saw some really large human beings uh, that are young but really talented and explosive. You know, those they're knockback tacklers, which is what you want at the middle linebacker position, right? You want guys on contact to make sure they go low to high and drive people backwards, opposite to the first down mark. And we have that. We have that on the edges as well. You combine that with some safeties that are willing tacklers that could run the alley and get downhill that are heavy strikers, you got yourself a chance to stop the run really, really well while playing coverage. How big of an adjustment has the name, image, and likeness changes been from a head coach's perspective? Because you kind of don't have anything to do with that, but yet these players are your guys, right? The only change I see is the educational part is because it's new for everybody. There is no precedent, and you're trying to figure that part out. But And I've said it, and it'll be the theme all day long. If you have to change the way you coach because of a change in the rules, then you weren't, you weren't doing it the right way to begin with. I, I really believe that. That means that you weren't being authentic. You weren't being real. We're real to a fault, man. We are like full throttle, foot on the gas. Like We are intense. We demand the most. We challenge. We love them up. And we do right by our guys. And now there's a piece and an opportunity. But remember, it's also an opportunity to hurt your brand if you don't use it appropriately, right? So there's a lot of education involved. But all in all, we're happy that they have the opportunity to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Oregon's a national program, obviously, has achieved great things. And you've stabilized the program after some coaching, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to say, just uh, guys coming and going to an extent. Uh, you got a huge, huge game, Ohio State, the second week of the season back there. Do you feel a need to carry the banner for the conference at all? Well, I think two things. I think I'm going to disappoint a lot of people today not talking about any other opponents because it just it doesn't fit our culture. That would be you have to acknowledge the fact that we have a great opportunity, and you come to Oregon to play in those games. I came to be able to coach in those games and be part of something like that. But um, in terms of we don't. The word pressure is like really, you got to realize I played for Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Erickson at Miami. Like the word pressure didn't exist. It was all opportunity, you know. And I think we're proud of being part of this conference, but our whole focus is on Oregon. You know, we don't try to carry banners for this and that. Proud of our conference, going to represent our conference. We're going to represent ourselves first and foremost, you know. And in that, I think everybody else, you know, the conference itself can gain some notoriety when we do have success. Right. Uh, we talked to Alex earlier as well, and he said how excited he was to be back to normal in, in a sense of playing in front of Did he bring us a gallon of water with him? <laughs> he didn't, actually. He didn't. Is he famous for that? Oh, I'm going to have to get after him. <laughs> he should have it over there somewhere. Okay. But you have one of the special environments in the con- in the conference up there at Autzen, and uh, I'm sure that was something you guys missed a little bit last year. It, it's it, w- it was the strangest thing in the world was running out to cardboard cutouts. <laughs> I yeah. could I can't uh, I know everybody did it and everybody felt some sort of way. I just remember looking around going okay, and then but we're the type of squad that we'll we'll play at the Walmart parking lot, so we don't care. But initially that was damn had to be weird. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah. It was strange. But you know what? We got the opportunity to play, and we made sure our players didn't lean on excuses. These circumstances were not unique to us. Everybody had them around the world, so it is what it is. You talk about coming to Oregon. You play that national schedule. I'm interested in your philosophies in scheduling because a couple of years ago, who was it? Did you get beat by – was it Auburn early in the season? And then you run through, and I think the next the last game – uh, the Devils go deep. A receiver catches it who's in the NFL. And that keeps you out of the playoff. And so what is your philosophy on scheduling 
relative to Oregon, but also the conference playing nine games when other conferences are not playing. So the college playoff is always going to be one of the goals for Oregon, justifiably so. But it seems like there's potentially easier ways to get that, but Oregon plays the tougher schedule. So could you speak to all that? Yeah, you know, I, in, in 19, we had a, we had everything in front of us, okay? And credit to Arizona State. They found a way to win that game. And then shame on us. You know, we should have won. We should have done a better job preparing to win that. We prepared as well as we could. We didn't get it done, but that's on us completely. So we controlled our own destiny at the time. So in terms of scheduling, like um, the nine-game versus an eight-game schedule in conference, I think there's a lot of benefits to both. I think having an eight-game conference schedule giving you the ability to schedule games and opponents in parts of the country where you're going to be recruiting uh, prominent out-of-conference teams, I think there's a lot to be said that that's worth a lot. There's a lot of value to that. I know that our players love, we recruit nationally, right? We're all over the country. We'd like to be able to go to different parts of the country and play a little bit more often than what we do. Uh, And at the same time, the nine-game conference schedule, you're playing in a league there where there's a lot of parity, where every Saturday it's, it's kind of up in the air as to who's going to win, and it's difficult. And along the way, yeah, you look at the course of the last six seasons, there's been opportunities where later in the season a team's been knocked out by a conference opponent. Well, if that's the case, well then, you know what? Don't deserve to be there quite yet. So, um, so I don't think there's a negative to either one. I do like the, the thought of an eight-game schedule so you have more flexibility of where to do it. Well, Coach, it's always a pleasure to have a chance to talk to you. Thank you very much. Good luck this season, and we'll see you in Salt Lake in November. You got it, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much, Coach. We appreciate it. Uh, That's Coach Cristobal from the University of Oregon.